Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with the Women's Motorsports Network podcast. And Victoria is my guest today, but I'm going to let her uh, tell us a little bit about herself, where she lives, um, what she does, her family, whatever she's comfortable sharing with us. And then we're going to find out about her company and about how she got involved in motorsports. So, Victoria, welcome to the show. And please, uh, let's get to know you a little better. So share some little tidbits about your life with us. Well, sure. Thank you so much for having me, Melinda. Um, let's see, some little tidbits. So I am the CFO and co-owner of Kelly Moss, um, which is a racing company located out of Madison, Wisconsin. Um, we do not just racing, but also Porsche restoration. So we are incredibly Porsche focused. Everything that we do surrounds that particular brand. Um, we are presently in this season campaigning 25 full-time race drivers in six series, um, ranging all the way from um, uh, Porsche Club of America up to uh, the IMSA WeatherTech. We're running two GTD cars um, in that series, of course, Porsche, uh, as well as campaigning nine full drivers in Porsche Carrera Cup North America, which is the highest level of single make Porsche racing you can do in the North America. Um, and we're running seven drivers in Porsche Sprint Challenge. And so we're pretty busy with our racing. And then we also have a very uh, full shop here located in Madison, Wisconsin, where we have about 120 high-end Porsche builds going on. Wow. How do you keep all that straight? <laughs> I think we have just an amazing staff. So we're blessed to have a lot of uh, wonderful people that help us with all of that. Our our team is, um, our base team is about 137 people, about 168 if you count everybody with the GTD team as well. So um, it's a pretty, pretty big group. It is a big group and it would take that many because you've got your hands on a lot of projects yeah. and it's so easy to let something fall through the cracks if we're not on top of it. And, and it takes a, a good many people to keep track of everything. Yeah, we've had um, we've had incredible growth. The company's been around since 1988, um, and we've had really explosive growth uh, over the last probably eight or nine years now. The company always had a very, very strong reputation uh, campaigning Porsches. We were the last port factory Porsche team back in the day, so um, always on track with Porsche and been doing that for 35 years now. But um really working hard to grow our business and expand our footprint and have focus on um making sure that the brand is well cared for mm -hmm. and well represented and the mission of of legacy over currency and making sure that we care a great deal about who we are in the world and kind of doing the right thing has gone a long way so we you know it wasn't that long ago that we were just nine people and the shift um, from that core group into this incredible group, we looked around and all of a sudden went, holy cow, <laughs> we're a big <laughs> business and we need to set up systems and procedures. And yeah. you know, my job has gone from more focus on, um, you know, the payroll accounts, payable accounts, receivable component of uh, everyday bookkeeping to uh, overseeing the accounting team and caring for the culture and 
marketing and branding and future vision and all of it. it's just a totally different ballgame these days with that many people. It is. And, you know, think think back to 1988. We didn't have we didn't hear really about branding. And of course, there wasn't social media. And yeah. and that's a whole new thing that we as someone that's older, we've had to learn as it comes about, which, you know, I I think I've kept up pretty well with everything to be able to do that. But in 1988, it was probably a little simpler mm -hmm. uh, way to do business. And now the competition is not just what we were used to, but now we have all these other, especially the social media part of it. It takes a lot of time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we've, we've been really blessed. We've never um, really advertised in any way. Our advertising was willing, winning championships. And mm -hmm. so we've won more Porsche GT3 Cup championships than anybody else in North America, I think anybody else in the world. So fortunately, if you know Porsche racing, you know who we are, which is uh, right. very helpful in terms of that. Um, but it is, yeah, the whole, that whole, it's another monster, right? Something it else. It is. It yeah. can be good and it can be not good, but hopefully <laughs> it, we try to keep it good. At least uh, what I do, I try to keep it upbeat and positive for sure. So, yeah. So uh, tell me, how did you get started being involved with Kelly Moss? Are, were you one of the original founders, owners, your so, parents? Tell me um, about your story, how you got where you are today. So um, it actually was a not a not a very exciting story. Um, <laughs> I was an accounting firm, and I was brought in to help Kelly Moss determine the um, different areas of profitability of each of the companies. We um, have a standard road shop, we have a body shop, and we do the racing, and we go out and do the race events. And so, being able to determine if they were um, making $100,000 a year in the body shop and, you know, losing $50,000 a year in the racing, for example. So that was why I was brought in. And one of the original conversations with the owners was letting them know that their highest producing technician was their lowest paid technician. And they said, how in the world would you know that? And I said, well, that's that's what I do. And they said, we need you on board full time. You need to come be on board. Everybody was so busy. They were doing a great job with the racing and the success of the racing, but there was no focus on business management, mm -hmm. nor was there any focus on sharing the stories and telling the world who Kelly Moss was and what we were doing. And so my job was to come in and determine the profitability and um, eventually became um a part owner and then eventually bought out the company. Okay. So that, that's actually a very interesting story, you know, um, I always, not the passion for racing, you know, wasn't in the no. dad. Yeah. It's you had the passion for the bottom line looking even and everything adding up, which I, I was in that profession for a long time as well. And we want everything to be neat and orderly and organized and know what, know the plan. I always say, I want to know the plan. And that's part of that, that mindset is knowing where things are, how they stand, what do we need to do differently? And so. Um, you can make a monumental difference by being able to understand your financial statements and knowing where you need to be putting your energy to be most successful. 
Absolutely. Um, so, um, you know, we have uh, grown from a company that was less than $2 million a year, not that long ago to one that's almost $30 million a year. And that's a big difference. That's a big um, difference. Just understanding, understanding what's happening within the market and understanding mm -hmm. where, where the areas are that you can tweak to be more successful. It's not, you know, it's not as much fun um, as, as the, the racing component, but it's incredibly <laughs> important and you don't get to race very long if you don't pay attention to that. No. Yeah. Oh no, because it, 30 million sounds like a lot of money and it is, but when you're running uh, a lot of race teams, it goes quickly, doesn't it? That's yeah, a very expensive sport. <laughs> yes, it is for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you started in accounting and, and numbers and you've, you know, now you're one of the, the owner of the company. What along that journey has been your favorite? If you could pick one thing that you've done throughout those years and you could go back and do that again, or maybe it's what you're doing now. What's been the thing that really you enjoyed the most? I, I think I've enjoyed the journey in its entirety. I was always incredibly lit up by the game of playing with the scorecard of your business and being able to tweak it to make it more successful. That always really lit me up. I mean, for me, it was incredibly important to make this business successful. And I was, you know, very focused on that. Um, and then I started to get to know and understand more about the racing and the brand. I mean, Porsche has done such an exceptional job of managing supply and demand so that these cars increase in value year over year over year. I mean, our, our, um, our cup cars, our race cars are, you know, a $350,000 car that you will run the snot out of on a track for a year and sell it for $335,000 at the end. I mean, they're just, they're masterful about supply and demand. So I also became very passionate about uh, Porsche as, a, as an investment tool, um, something in my investment portfolio that you could enjoy and drive and then also maintains incredible value and goes up, you know, sometimes up to 25% in the year. So I, I was really excited about that working really hard to do a good job and have a successful company that has a really strong reputation and is well respected. And then I got a phone call from Lynn St. James and she said, why is the winningest team in Porsche history? I have to dig through their website and find out it's owned by a woman. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's a great question. I just was too busy head down doing what needed to be done to be particularly yeah. Um, you know, to even be looking up and recognizing that in the paddock, you know, we've got 3% representation of women. Um, so it was the perfect timing for me to sort of lift my head up and get involved in all of that. And uh, now we are, um, we did a female driver shootout. We, uh, with Lynn St. James and Catherine Legg and uh, Jeremy Shaw and, um, a lot of other amazing people that were incredibly helpful to me gathered the list of the best drivers from around the world and um, reached out and invited 12 of them to apply for our scholarship to be a driver with us in Porsche Carrera Cup North America this year. Um, ended up um, taking three women um, uh, uh, 
Sarah and Lonnie Anser and Sabra Cook out to Putnam and did a shootout that had about 65 point test on there from their athletics. Um, and you know the leg strength for breaking and um, interviewing skills and their ability to articulate what was happening in the car with our engineers. So there was a lot involved in it. And we ended up um, selecting Sabra Cook who is running with us this year and she is kicking butt. I'm so mm -hmm. proud. Um, we were just in, in Miami uh, was our last race event and Miami is an incredibly difficult track to pass at. Uh, all of the road circuits are very difficult for passing. Mm -hmm. um, she had some um, problems with traffic and qualifying. Her times were great, but she ended up qualifying 18th, which I think there's a field of 60. So, you know, not not terrible, but you're no. still in the middle of it qualifying 18th. And at a track where you can't pass, it was uh, she was feeling disappointed, but her tenacity and patience really paid off. And she, in front of a crowd of 230,000 people, worked her way up to sixth position. It was incredible. So um, it's been a really fun season. It's a it's a very different for me this year because the relationship I spend so much time talking to people about what we're doing and what our program is and why it's incredibly important to focus on women in motorsports mm -hmm. and um, about, you know, increase, it's about increasing the base of fans. When we tell the story, when women hear the story, they become vested in care and become fans and Drive to Survive has proven that. Um, so being out there and telling the stories that are behind the scenes, as well as, you know, the more that women see women in motorsports, then you've right. got more truck drivers, more engineers, more race mm -hmm. technicians, and of course, more drivers and fans. So that's been sort of the mission, um, focusing on women, um, diversity in general, as well as providing those taproot moments for kids so that we keep the next generation engaged in motorsports. So we do stuff like have uh, Pinewood Derbies for girls and boys and things mm -hmm. like that. So that have them sit in a race car, listen to one of our race cars on the dyno, that type of thing, so that they can experience that and get involved in the sport. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, if you don't give them some kind of hands-on, whether it be even sitting in the car, or going to a race, mm -hmm. then a lot of kids don't don't even know that exists. Mm -hmm. I mean, if their parents aren't into it, if their parents are into baseball or or karate mm -hmm. or whatever it might be, they might never know what it's like to be a part of a race team. Or mm -hmm. you know, I I love interviewing women who are not necessarily the drivers like yourself, but who encourage women to get involved in the motorsports field, like you said, whether it be an engineer, it could be a crew chief, it could be a tire changer, it could be who knows what they can do because they can do everything the men can do. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that you're sharing, you know, all those things about the women and what they, what you, you know, in, I guess in, in, um, introduce them to, I guess is what I'm looking to say, mm -hmm. because we have to get the people out there to know what women have that they can do in mm -hmm. motorsports. They think the driving is the thing. 
Mm -hmm. And for right. sure, the driving is the most visible thing, and it's sure. the platform that we chose to use because it's the most visible thing. Yes. But ultimately, it's you know the ability to learn about uh, teamwork and synergy, and mm -hmm. there's just so much. And you know, STEM. We're we're out there advocating right. for STEM all of the time and helping sure. people see every aspect of our sport is STEM focused. Yeah. Um, and in addition to that, also having the conversations, an enormous portion of our staff are, I mean, we have got to choose the best of the best. We fly engineers in from other countries. We have to have the best team. I can't tell you how many people on our race team were in high school feeling less than like they weren't smart enough because mm -hmm. their learning is not traditional learning mm -hmm. um, so particularly with our technicians you've got a group of people that learns a different way than most traditional school systems are yeah. and so you know reaching out to those people and saying hey if you felt like high school was a struggle if you felt like you weren't smart enough if you felt like it wasn't for you have you tried to you know the particularly with the motorsports and and a lot of the different trades those are the people that learn a little bit differently and mm -hmm. there might be a home for you in this and um so it's nice that we get an opportunity to tell some of those stories on a much larger stage absolutely and you know that i love telling stories and i'm not on the stage that you're on by any means but you know, when I interview someone that um, is involved in motorsports and drives and and it might be a, you know, 13 year old girl and she wants to be the next world of outlaw driver. And, mm -hmm. you know, and so it's encouraging to hear those girls and their stories and why they want to be involved in motorsports. And and we often discuss, you know, if you can't be the driver you know, down the road, what else do you enjoy doing? Well, I like um, doing hair and makeup. You know, one of the ladies I interviewed um, earlier this year does the hair and makeup for Fox for the NASCAR teams. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it's one of those things that you don't even think about that mm -hmm. there's somebody that does that. And yeah. so there's so many opportunities that we probably don't think of or a 13 year old girl doesn't know that's available to her down the road. And yeah. so the more that you can share what your company's doing and how you're promoting the women in motorsports, the better it is for everybody in motorsports. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the hope is to just um, expand, expand the sport. Um, and, you know, for, for certain there is um, a handful of small battles that need to be fought of people thinking, um, from a scarcity standpoint, uh, you know, where it, you know, it might feel like the mission is to take away a seat from someone. And it's, it's absolutely not as, uh, Beth no. Beretta, um, we did an event at, uh, the Automotive Hall of Fame, uh, the beginning of this month. And as mm -hmm. Beth Beretta brilliantly said, we're not trying to take your seat at the table. We're building a bigger table. And, yes. um, I think that that's incredibly important is, that uh, this mission has to do with it's as it's as important to the men uh, as it is to the women or minorities to have more diversity. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just being a, a intelligent business owner by embracing the fact that the more diversity that you have on your team, 
absolutely straight line the more successful you are. And I want to grow a diverse team. And I have the ability to be able to be one of a handful of professional full-time race team owners. There's been a handful in the history around the world. And I'm lucky to have that stage to be able to have these conversations and, and help raise awareness so that we get more women and more minorities involved. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I went to the event they had last year at the Hall of Fame. I'm only two hours from there. But but this year it fell on the same night that my granddaughter graduated from high school. So uh, that had to take precedence over going over for the event. But I know it's it's a great event. It's it's a room full of smart uh, women who love motorsports. Mm-hmm. And they, it becomes like a family for sure. We know motorsports is a family, but, but that group of women, after you go to that event, you know, the first year, the second year, the third year, and the same way with, um, <clears throat> I'm excited about the event. I just got the email today about the women, um, women mm-hmm. in motorsports and a, the women with drive event in mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix. And so, Oh, there, you've got your shirt on. <laughs> I happen to I, have my shirt on from Lynn. I have that same, I have that same shirt. Um, you did a great job. Yeah, Lynn, Lynn St. James and Cindy Sisson are tireless. They are. Tireless. And they have, you know, they have absolutely dedicated their lives to making a difference. Bless yeah. them. Yeah, and yeah. again, I would probably be head down just, you know, doing my thing. Um, working on making my little part of the world. And I think that to be fair, that's one of the most powerful things that women can do when you're, when you find yourself in a situation where you are a minority, um, a number one is do a darn good job. Right. Um, it just doesn't do any good to draw a bunch of attention and not be as strong. Um, so step one is to do an incredible job with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then step two is say, Hey, look at, look what's going yeah. on over here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, um, I'm, I'm so, so grateful for the fact that, that I had the phone call with Lynn, um, and that Lynn has the personality that is, um, assertive enough to say, Hey, I don't, I don't want to look so hard to find out who you are, you know, within your business. And, um, I, you know, I really, really appreciated the fact that, uh, she, you know, she kind of gave me that, Hey, wake up. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) Things are very different now than a a year and a half ago or, you know, or so in my life in terms of how much I'm, I'm working to help, um, raise that awareness. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. looking looking down the road, where do you see your company going? Do you have anything new and exciting uh, you know, coming up or are you continuing you're going to continue to do what you're doing? Um we, we tell me always, what your plans are. We always have new and exciting. Um for us the big changes are um you know, we will receive always a larger group of people that want to run with us than what we can support Mm -hmm. Um, because they want to run with us because they have an expectation of a certain um, level of achievement. Um, And we're currently winning um, uh, Porsche Carrera Cup North America. The, you know, we're currently um, 
in position one for driver and team championship. Um, so the expectation um, it is a particular level that means that we can't continue to just take more people and take more people. And then our project builds are booked out in, in some divisions of our company, even years. So we can't take on any more uh, projects. We have an um, uh, 80 plus thousand square foot facility here in Madison, and we can't do any more of that. Um, so what we did discover is that we can do some really fun stuff to open the doors and let people into the really fun stuff that we do. For example, um, we now have a membership that is um, an insider's club um, that is $189 a year. And when you become a member, you get a headset where you can sit and listen to our engineers, our drivers, and our crew chiefs talking while we're on track. So you can not only watch us race on TV, but you can listen to the communications is one of the things. We have events every month. Um, we have training seminars and um, all kinds of different gatherings that, that you can belong to, uh, as well as we, you know, we do uh, amazing car builds for some incredible people. Um, we're just getting ready to do a build reveal event. Um, Hillary Coe, who was the director of SpaceX and also um, won an award for a documentary she did. She's a drag racer. She's a pilot. Uh, she was a model on the cover of Italian Vogue. And she had us do an off-road safari build for her. Well, normally we would put that in a transporter and send it off to California. But now what we'll do is we'll fly Hillary in. She'll tell the story, the her car has a lot of nods. SpaceX sent a Tesla into space, and that was one of her projects. So there's a lot of nods to that particular project that happened in her car. Um, so she'll tell the story. Our designers will tell the story about what we did um, that's never been done before on, on the particular Porsche. And our members can actually get involved and have conversation with these incredible people that we bring in and that are part of our day to day. So the membership is something that's unlimited in terms of we can serve a lot of people and just let them in on the fun lifestyle that we have. Um, we just did a um, an event with Jimmy Graham, who is the number three tight end in NFL history, um, who did a helicopter ride over Miami when we were there for the event. So. We're just doing all kinds of fun stuff and we're letting our members come in and be a part of that now. So that's really fun. That sounds amazing. And, you know, I would have I would have bought it just when you stopped and said I could listen while you were. If I'm home <laughs> watching the race and it I can listen. Yeah, it was so fun. Um, the the at the Miami event, um, there was a bunch of stuff that happened on track. And when Sabra got on the far side of it, she was singing, I will survive. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's a fun thing to be able to get to hear um, and experience what our team is experiencing um, at the right. track. So that's, and then we also have, we're developing that'll be released August 1st, an online car um, development where you could do a build with us online and download it and share it as part of the academy or the membership as well. So, okay, well, how, let's tell people how can they become a member because that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so if you just go to kellymoss.com, um, mm -hmm. there's one of the tabs is membership and you can just click on the kellymoss.com membership. And we also have an online driver academy. 
So you can also go online and learn. Um, there's 70 different lessons about what your racing line is. And we developed that during COVID. Um, ways that you can learn passing and defending and all of the things that we've been doing for 35 years. And yeah. um, with our engineers and um, Alec Udell, who was the youngest professional race car driver in American history. Uh, he and I do the academy together. Um, so that's a lot of fun too. That's something else that you can find online with at kellymoss.com. You can find the online driver academy and really learn. There's like seven different lessons about how to learn a track while you're at home. Um, just learning how you can be most effective. Track time is so expensive. Yeah. And if you can be more efficient when you get there, um, it's definitely very beneficial. So all of that is part of our online driver academy as well. So both of those things are offerings that we have now from that you can buy from our website. And I'm sure you've got lots more ideas percolating yep. somewhere that yep. <laughs> that yep. are going to be added to that membership, because I, I think that's amazing. That, yeah. To me, that that gets people who maybe would otherwise not be interested in your team or watch it or follow it. If they feel like they're part of it mm -hmm. by listening, by doing the Academy, yeah. Yeah. then, then they're way more likely to follow what you're doing and be supportive. And that's yeah, very cool. Absolutely. And I can, I don't know if you can see, those are the headphones that you get. Oh, nice. I can so see. Can, yeah. So you, um, yeah, it's, it's just like, we were thinking what in the world makes you feel most a part of a team. And when you rock around and see the team with their headsets, you go, oh, they're on the inside, right? Yeah. There's somebody that gets to be a part of the action. And we wanted to replicate that as much as possible for our members. So there's a, a lot of offerings that are within the membership okay. um, that are an awful lot of fun. And wow. we made it at a price point that we thought that that way everybody would have access to it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's that's very interesting. So I don't want to take up a lot of your time. I promised you about 30 minutes. <laughs> so um, I know you're busy. Is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that we really need to let people know about Kelly Moss? Um, how how we can find where you're going to be racing because you've got so many teams is it all on your website where they can go to see like yeah, all your we teams? Have like 82 track events this year. Right. So there's a lot, there's a lot to cover. I would say that the biggest thing though, that I would want to make sure that we cover is to just a pleading for your audience. When you see sponsors supporting women in motorsports, support the sponsors oh, a lot of are doing the right thing i mean the way that we can continue to have faster forward momentum is to let people know yes this is a great thing that you're doing we see it we appreciate it and when possible you know if you if they have a product that you can fiscally support you're just helping the cause Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, I've talked about this on podcasts with other women, and I know you you feel the same way, I'm sure. What why is it that major companies, especially companies that cater to women, women's products, why don't they see the value in being involved with motorsports, especially a, a car driven by a woman? You know, Beth Peretta had a whole team of women. Um, and, and so, you know, it's it's frustrating to see companies who 
are spending millions of dollars advertising everywhere you look, but they don't see the value in motorsports. And we know that motorsports fans are loyal, aren't they? Yeah, well, there's two things to say about that. One is less than 1% of sponsorship dollars go towards women in motorsports. Mm -hmm. Less than 1%. Secondarily, um, when Beth was running at Indy, mm -hmm. she had more hits than Indy did in terms of people tuning into her. Mm -hmm. And I just got off the phone with the team that handles the merch for um, the IMSA events and such, they just came from Indy. The number one request in clothing, Catherine Legg. Mm -hmm. it's I believe it. People are going to start to pick up on it. And what's happening right now is that they have an opportunity to support women at a price point that you will never see again. Right. It's not going to go down. It's just going to go up. Yep, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, it's really a, a wonderful, a wonderful thing when, um, you know, Sabra and I can get on midweek motorsports and hundreds of thousands of people can hear us talk about how a racing event went. Right. Um, and you have sponsors that can get in on that, um, again, at a price point that's significantly lower than, um, and getting getting a lot more leverage with regard to that, right? So, um, and, they, and they stand out. You know, those those sponsorships of women stand out because mm -hmm. they're not thrown in with a whole bunch of other people. And so, I just uh, yes, get in and find a woman that's driving. Find a team that you can support, and um, you yeah. know, follow. And, and it's the fans responsibility to show those sponsors they did yes. the right thing. So it doesn't just end when they pen the check. It's nope. step one, but we need to keep them engaged by proving yes. to them that they made the right investment. Absolutely. Good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Well, Victoria, I have really enjoyed talking to you. I could sit here and talk to you all day about <laughs> motorsports and what you're doing because it's so interesting. I grew up uh, near a dirt oval track when my son started racing years ago. Now I live near a couple of small asphalt tracks where my granddaughter races. And so I've learned a lot over the last five years about all kinds of racing. And I'm learning more and more about all the kinds that you're involved in. And it's so exciting and fun to follow. And I've interviewed Sabre before. And so um She's a great gal. She was a wonderful choice for you to have as a driver. Mm -hmm. And I have been following what she's been doing. So congratulations there. I hope Thank you have a great rest of the season. And um, hopefully well. I'll get, get to a race at some point. That's always yeah. my goal, um, you know, to see if I can't find one close by. Well, and if not, we'll see you at the summit. Uh, Absolutely. In Absolutely. For sure. Well, Thank, thank you again. Yes, thank you. And I appreciate your time. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.